Welcome to Conversations with Pussy. This is a podcast designed to empower you as a woman to rediscover your innate magic, your sexuality, your sensuality, and your deep feminine power. I'm your host, Grace Hazel, and I'm a women's empowerment guide. Hello to you all, and welcome to Conversations with Pussy. Today, I want to speak to you about self-pleasure. Now, I keep going to record a podcast on something completely different, and today I was meant to come home, start recording, and talking about sensuality and how to, um, as a woman, start to dive into your sensual nature um, and give you some tools for that. Yet, when I pressed play, I just made the quick decision that today, today I want to talk about self-pleasure. And in particular, I would like to talk to you about my self-pleasure journey. And when I say journey, I quite literally mean journey from the beginning of when I can actually remember myself self-pleasuring to essentially now. And I believe it's quite important to address this journey because firstly, I speak a lot, a lot about self-pleasuring on um, various sources, but mostly on my Instagram account. I talk a lot about self-pleasure and I haven't really touched on it on the podcast yet. And to be honest, I haven't really gone deep into it via Instagram because, you know, (laughs) those captions, man, they can get longer and longer and longer. So I feel like the podcast is a really, really great space to share with you guys my experience with self-pleasure. And of course, in this moment now, I I genuinely believe that self-pleasure really, really and truly is the foundational source um, of us as women, kind of just knowing our bodies and not just knowing our bodies um, in a pleasure way, um, more just to to really build a relationship with our bodies and know um, our body, especially our pussy, in a much greater way than we would if we we weren't developing this solid practice of um, tuning in on a regular basis. So my beliefs are that to get to that place where you can almost treat self-pleasure as a practice to um, really get to know yourself more, not only on a physical level, but also on um, a emotional level, we need to almost get rid of the stigma and the shame um, and the belief systems that perhaps we have um, cultivated subconsciously through our life um, in order to come to a space of feeling empowered when we come to self-pleasure. Of course, you you can probably tell that I'm in a place where I will, I will openly talk about self-pleasure, but I've not always been like that. Most definitely not. I have definitely, definitely not always been that way. I've had to um, 
kind of question my belief systems and um, decide what serves me and decide um, what doesn't serve me and most definitely got rid of um, the stuff that doesn't serve me. So now I do feel very um, confident and um, almost like it's normalized to be able to speak of, um, of course, you know it, my pussy, but um, additionally, self-pleasure um, without it having like this attached, um, almost maybe shame, but also like sexy sexual element to it. I talk of self-pleasure as a, a very, very natural thing. Um, in fact, I, I learned, um, it probably was like a, a year or so ago. And, and since being learning this, this one fact, I've been told it again and again. So now I, I always repeat it. Um, and I first heard this actually on um, a woman who's amazing. You must go check her out um, called Juliet Allen. Um, and on her podcast, The Authentic Sex Podcast, was the first time that I heard um, this fact around masturbation that as um, fetuses in the womb, as both male bodies and female bodies, we actually touch ourselves and touch our genitals um, when we're in the womb. And, excuse me, very loud motorbike going past. (laughs) So when we're in the womb, we touch our genitals because it feels comforting, it feels um, pleasurable, Um, and it's not got that stigma attached to it, of course, because we're in the womb, we haven't been shamed in any way. Um, So it's a completely, completely natural thing to do, Um, even as, as, like I said, a fetus in the womb. So that when we're born, something changes though, right? And this is why I wanted to talk to you about my journey with self-pleasure. And my journey most probably is going to be so, so different to yours, or maybe parts of it feel in resonance with you. Um, And this is why I feel like it's a really great thing to open up a conversation about. Um, Again, to normalise it and to also allow anything that perhaps is in the shame side of things for you to almost come to the light, to know like, hey, whatever happened when you were younger, that's probably, I'm going to say, not just probably, that was perfectly normal. Hmm. So if I want to go way, 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 way back to my first memories of self-pleasure. Of course, like I said, um, we self-pleasure in the womb or we touch um, our genitals in the womb for comfort. Yet, personally, I don't remember, again, feeling, um, or obviously I don't remember my womb time, but the first time I remember feeling um, sexual energy um, in my genitals, in my pussy, was, I'm not sure exactly the age, but I was pretty young. I think I was um, just starting primary school, maybe. So that's around, in in the UK, like four or five years old. And um, my, my next door neighbour at the time, she was um, a couple of years older than me, so she'd developed a little bit more. And I remember... Um, having 
like a sleepover or something with her. And she was talking to me about a girl in her class. And this was obviously just something she'd made up, but a girl in her class um, having sex. (laughs) And I had no idea what sex was. And so obviously I was like, what's that? And she explained probably in a very, very young person's way what sex was and I remember being like oh wow okay and I felt something kind of like awaken in my yoni and and then I believe again this was a long time ago but but I believe my natural reaction to that um when I was next alone was to touch that space um, so touch my genitals because I could feel when I would think about this this sex thing that um, my friend had spoken to me about. I could feel like something pleasurable um, in that space. So I would touch myself. Um, and I guess at that point, I really had no idea the rights or the wrongs of what that meant and even as a small child I remember just having like quite a vivid I've always had a very vivid imagination but just like making up really like random scenarios that like my six-year-old self would find um a turn on and yeah just touching myself um and when I was growing up and reflecting on that. So um, not even that long ago, I would reflect on that and think it was really weird that I had done that and that I was sexually active so early. Um, And I I kind of looked back on that and I was like, wow, that is so strange. Like I was sexually active at that time and I was touching myself at that time. That's a bit embarrassing. But the more that I openly speak up about this stuff, the more conversations I have from other women and also from guys who are like, yeah, like I was totally doing that when I was that age too. Um, So again, just, just realistically saying totally normal, totally natural. Um, But what can tend to happen um, as a a really young adult, right, or not even a young adult, just a a young child, essentially, is that when that happens, um, there's a response, right, um, from our parents and or our our caregivers. And um, I guess if you are caught or... um, you were self-pleasuring in front of them because you you don't know that it you know you haven't been told otherwise that it's um not you're not meant to do it in front of them um you can kind of be told off or depending on the response for what it is you can be shamed um for touching your body um in a way that's pleasurable um, especially touching your genitals um and Without knowing, and God bless parents because obviously they're always, always doing um, what they think is most right, through, um, you know, shaming your child for touching their bodies, it can cause a underlying belief system that it's not okay to do that, that it's shameful to do that, that you shouldn't do that, which is almost like this first layer 
of um, sexual suppression, let's call it. Um, and so certainly, um, because I, of course, uh, coming back to my story, was um, touching myself from a young age, there was definitely some of that coming from my parents. And like I said, God bless parents for doing what they know to do. Um, they're literally just human beings like you and I, and they're just learning in the same way that we are learning. So I don't blame my parents or anything like that. But I definitely remember being shamed um, around self-pleasuring. Um, and I was certainly told that um, that was definitely not something to do um, when in public, which I'm quite glad for, you know, I'm quite glad that <laughs> I was told not to do that in public. Um, and so this is a whole different story or a whole different podcast episode. And I would actually love to have um, one of my dear friends on this podcast to talk about um, her experience with her young her young child, her young little girl, and um, yeah, navigating that space. But that's not for this podcast anyway. Um, yeah. So as I said, I had a pretty vivid imagination. So even back then, um, I would just think of things when I was, um, you know, comforting myself with that pleasure. And it would almost be like the very, very early stages or um, examples of me um, knowing or feeling into what my desires were. Yeah. So I'm going to fast forward to teenage years now. And let's say teenage years being in secondary school. So for those of you um, outside of the UK and you're like, what? Secondary school. Let's say secondary school, I guess it's like um, 13 years old to around 15, 16. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's right. Um and self-pleasure discussion was really, really something to be um, shamed, especially where I went to school. And again, this is my story. Your um, exploration around this may have been far more open and far more accepted by your peers. However, um, I went to a mixed school and so there were boys and there were girls. And the boys, a lot of the time, would talk about, and I'm not going to call it self-pleasure because they certainly didn't call self-pleasure that. They would talk about, and English terms is probably worldwide term, but um, they would they would talk about wanking. And they would talk about the girls that they were wanking over and they would talk about getting hard-ons. I remember once in a science class, one of the guys who was particularly, um, I, I was going to say unfortunate, but I guess for the, if you, for the school that I went to, it was fortunate. Um, he would get hard-ons all the time. And I remember him standing up once in um, a science class and he was like named a hero for like having a hard-on in the middle of science. Um, yeah. So the guys very much were praised for um, 
wanking for masturbating, let's call it. Yet the girls were very, very, very quiet. As in, there was not a peep from anyone, especially, I guess, in my friendship group, which was quite large, about self-pleasure. In fact, I remember specifically self-pleasure as a girl. It was like, if you were self-pleasuring, you would be, um, yeah, literally shamed. So I remember, um, as the boys would always be talking about um, masturbating, sometimes they'd turn their eye to the girls and they'd say, oh, you, I bet you do it, don't you? In a way that was like, ew, you do that, don't you, to shame us. And they would pick us out one by one. And I always remember watching the girls who were asked and they would get so embarrassed and they'd be like, absolutely not, no. And yeah, when it was my turn, I would be exactly the same and I could feel like my face flushing um, and me getting really flustered like they would see through my my lie and when I was like no 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 I don't do that because at home I was very 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 much sexually active with myself um, as a teenager like I hadn't from from being very young stopped um, self-pleasuring and um, yeah, as a teenager, of course, you've got all of those hormones rushing around your body. So you're even more um, sexually charged. And um, I would be, I don't know how often I was doing it, but definitely like crushing over um, guys at school and um, yeah, like thinking of them when I would, would self-pleasure. And I guess that's when I start I kind of can remember um, having orgasms and um, I would give myself, I'm sure it was always, always clitoral orgasms. So stimulating and then going into like that, that big, quick burst of an orgasm. And that was fine for me back then. Like I was into it and I was just discovering my body at the time Um on my own in private and that was okay I, I really had no one else telling me um what to do so I was just finding out for myself um and that really poses the um subject of sex education in schools something that I very very regularly talk to um my friends and um other kind of sex educators about because in school I I actually don't remember sex education at all so needless to say I definitely definitely don't remember them covering topics such as self-pleasure such as self-pleasure is a really great foundation for both girls and boys to explore their bodies in a safe way to get to know um, what feels good and to be able just to come from an empowered space rather than you know um, exploring with each other and having absolutely no idea what's going on um, another thing that's not discussed in sex education um, for me anyway was definitely that um, period of like well, you're probably, because you are very hormonally charged, 
going to start exploring with each other, but here's what maybe you should explore with first. Like none of those tools were given. But again, that is a conversation for another podcast. And I can't wait for that conversation because I feel quite passionately about that. And I know a lot of people who do also. So that will be a cool one to cover. So as a teenager, again, self-pleasure wasn't only just this thing for physically starting to or continuing the um, journey into learning about my um, body, but it was also this space to set up a um, opening to learning about my desires. So when we are in a... um, a sexual space. So when our sexual energy is um, higher, um, my experience, and definitely from talking to clients, um, their experiences are that desires start to come up and um, thoughts and feelings towards what you would like to experience um, come into self-pleasure sessions or into spaces when you're um, sexually charged, let's say. Um, And so for me, um, I was seriously, seriously into um, exploring with some different guys in (laughs) the older years, always the older years for me, in fact. Never the ones in my year. Um, And it was also a time where um, I first came into the realisation that I was both turned on by, um, by, by males, but also by females. So sometimes I would allow um, females to come into my... Um, visions during self-pleasure and that felt really nice too so I was really just exploring um personally with myself you know completely safe not at the age of you know 14 15 having to go out of the walls of my own house but I was having like an absolute amazing time with myself exploring and um yeah or whilst it was all very like shamey shamey to talk about I was still having a great time. I just wouldn't speak about it. And so this really just rolled out um, into my adult life. Um, The friendship groups that I um, would roll in and still roll in um, at the time, self-pleasure wasn't really touched on. It wasn't really spoken about. It definitely wasn't discussed. Um, And yeah... I guess, in a way, I don't wish for it to have been another way because I've gone on my own um, explorative journey into now kind of talking about it very openly. Um, And I guess the next kind of milestone that I want to address was probably happened about... um, four years ago and I don't know what it was that really called me to do this but I googled (laughs) quite literally googled tantric self-pleasure or maybe it wasn't even self-pleasure because I wasn't using that terminology then it was tantric masturbation for women and I read this 
list of tools um, for tantric masturbation. And um, I remember one of them being like you you breathe a lot and you on your exhalations you sigh out and you had to do that for like, I don't know, 30 breaths or something. So you're really focusing on your breath and exhaling. And then after 30 breaths, um, you would then start to touch your breasts and do the same thing. And then you would then go to your yoni. And instead of touching yourself in a way that was, um, let's say, how you how you know how to, uh, or how you have always touched your um, your yoni. Um, they advised on this this article to touch everywhere else but there, and to touch until um, you were really really highly sexually charged, but to keep breathing, and you had to do this for like a, a number of minutes, or maybe it was going into ten minutes, but not to reach orgasm until after a certain amount of time. And this was quite frankly the first time I had ever done something like this. So essentially followed a list of instructions for de- for bigger orgasms. And um, as I was doing it, I remember something happening where I felt the energy of sexual energy um, move past the experience that I'd have, I'd always had it, which was just in my pelvic region. So in my, my genitals, and it started to ripple up into my belly and into my heart. And I was very aware that energy, sexual energy, and maybe something else, it just felt really, really like profoundly strong started rippling through my body and it wasn't even like I was going into a fully orgasmic state it was just like this profound awakening and feeling of connection to something that was much much greater than just me masturbating in my bedroom alone and I will always remember that experience so vividly clear because it was the first time outside of, let's say, um, accidental (laughs) stumblings into tantric sex that I'd had before. Um, And it was just this like purposeful, wow, this sex thing and definitely this self-pleasure thing can be so, so much bigger than what it is now for me. And that was really exciting. So then fast forward to, um, let's say beginning of this year. So the beginning of 2018. And I had somehow found myself on this really incredible course and this course was really based around sacred sexuality shamanic say I'll say that again (laughs) shamanic sacred sexuality and what happened on this course was just life-changing without 
shoving it in your face that they were doing it. The facilitators allowed each and every person on the course to just gently remove the layers of shame, of belief systems around all layers of um, our sexuality. And those layers greatly tapped into masturbation. And um, I remember I'd really got to a place where I was like, yeah, I feel super confident with um with masturbating um so um we were in like a massive massive great big circle at the time and um we were talking about what we felt around self-pleasure of touching ourselves and I remember putting my hand up in the air and saying (laughs) and to be honest I can't quite believe I actually did this I just put my hand up and I was like well actually I'm, I'm the queen of self-pleasure. Like I self-pleasure all the time. I feel like I've got it really, really down. Um, And to that, the facilitator responded to me, well, do you have shame around self-pleasuring in front of somebody who um, is not your lover? And I was like, "Um, yeah, Definitely, definitely don't want to do that. Definitely think it's a bit odd to be um, self-pleasuring in front of someone who is who I'm not about to have sex with or I'm not going to be sexual or am planning to be sexual with at all. And their response was like, oh, right, okay, so you haven't got all through all of that shame then. Um And that was a massive reflection for me to realise that actually, as much as I could go around and be like, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine to talk about self-pleasure, then perhaps I hadn't really shedded all of the layers. Um, And still, even to this day, um, the thought of perhaps um, just me being in a room with someone um, who's just a friend or something and self-pleasuring still feels a bit like, ooh, would I feel comfortable with that? Um... So there's just these different layers of um, belief systems and what's comfortable and moving out of our comfort zone and trying things that are a little bit new um, to kind of change what we know to be true and to, I guess, test our beliefs and see if they're actually really, really real and valid. So I'm not saying that everyone should be totally comfortable with um, <laughs> sitting in a room with their friend and, you know, self-pleasuring just for the for the sake of it. And um, yeah, but at the same time, for me, there was just like a profound um, change when I started to speak let's say, about self-pleasure to friends, when I started to have open conversations about self-pleasure to friends. And um, that actually brings me to just rewind slightly to um, a gathering that I found myself on um, about a year ago. And um, it was run by this incredible, incredible woman called Jane Goldheart. And she runs women's gatherings in the wild in England and in Wales um, called Sisters of the Wild. So you should definitely tap that into Google because that 
that gathering I went on, like quite frankly, changed my life. And, and Jane has been like a real instigator and catalyst to the journey that I'm on now. And um, every day in Sisters of the World, there were these workshops that um, would be rolled out. And one day Jane stood up and she said, hey, actually, I'm, um, I'm going to do a workshop called uh, Masturbation for Healing. And I was like, holy shit. She said, what? Masturbation for healing. What are we going to do in that workshop? And there were lots of other workshops going on that I could have attended, um, such as uh, (laughs) fabric dyeing with natural leaves and flowers, which sounds gorgeous and is gorgeous. And um, I think there was a, I can't even remember because I was just not listening to what else was on. Maybe it was flower crown making or something really beautiful with the wildflowers. And I was like, no, I have got to go to masturbation for healing. And I was completely erratic until I definitely knew that I had a place in this circle. And when we arrived in the circle, uh, we all sat down and it was really chilled and we just started having a really, really open conversation about self-pleasure. And in that conversation, so many women spoke up about their journeys with self-pleasure. And some had been just like me and had been touching themselves since they could remember. And some had never touched themselves at all. Some weren't sure if they'd ever had an orgasm. Some weren't sure if they knew where their clitoris was. Some um, had loads of shame around self-pleasure. Some were really, really sexually empowered and were talking about like amazing experiences they'd had and books that um, they had read, which had really empowered them to get to the place that they were at. And we simply shared as a group with no shame. And to to be honest, a lot of shame firstly came up in the stories and a lot of tears came up. And especially when I actually first started to share in the circle about such a thing, I remember just having all of this weird um, conversation within my head, like, oh, don't, don't say that part because they might then think that you're going to self-pleasure when you, when they're around or they won't trust you anymore. Um, just really weird shit that had essentially come from my teenage years of don't talk up, don't speak up about self-pleasure. Otherwise you're going to get taken the piss out of, um, or, you know, you'll be deemed as like disgusting. Um, and when I started to talk, I felt like this burning within me. I was like, Oh God, I'm going to have to say something. As I said it, the conversation kept flowing. It flowed to other women. And I was like, oh, wow, (laughs) that wasn't a big deal. And that was totally normal to be able to say that because now that woman over there is saying a really similar thing to me. And we're kind of bonding through that shared experience. And wow, now this woman is now talking about her experience. And now that's giving me some ideas and some um, insight into um, feeling more Uh, empowered around the subject Um, and I felt so empowered after that 
um, gathering that um, there was actually a woman in in the circle who was um, she was a hand poked tattoo artist. And I was like, I really just need to have a a tattoo to <laughs> represent like this sudden like understanding of it was almost like this sexual liberation um and um I got this tattoo on the center of my chest on the center of my chest which is like you know our energetic heart space um and it's an ancient shamanic rune that that um means to enable sexual love and there's lots of different reasons why I got that tattoo but for real it was like a real catalyst to be in Jane's masturbation for healing um workshop because I was just suddenly I was just seeing the world in a new eye with new eyes um like this place that I was completely free to explore and to express myself as a sexual being and as a sexual woman um yeah and to own my desires and to speak up about my desires and to use my self-pleasure practice as a space to tune in with what um it is that I want not only sexually but also in other aspects of my life too so bringing it into the present moment of course, I'm now recording a podcast on um, masturbation of, well, of self-pleasure. And yeah, I feel really great sharing this journey with you. And I can honestly like hold my hand to my heart and say, I don't feel any shame explaining my journey with you. Um and I'm excited for whoever is listening to, you know, share with me their journey if they so wish to share with me. And of course, if you don't feel like sharing with me, like speak to a girlfriend about it, speak to a sister about it, speak to someone that you know um, about your journey, like open up the conversation because once you start this conversation, so much truth and wisdom comes out of um, the stuff that perhaps you have deemed as taboo. Um, and through taking that like taboo stuff out of the dark, it kind of comes into the light and it becomes normal and you become a lot more free as a sexual woman. Yeah. So I hope that this podcast has been interesting for you. I hope that perhaps it's highlighted something to you um, that maybe has inspired you to go and either talk to a friend about um, self-pleasure or to start owning your own self-pleasure practice personally um, to use your self-pleasure practice as a space to just love and cherish and nourish your body to tune in with your um, sexual desires and to expand your sexual energy um, not only through like just you know 
sex for one, self-pleasure, but to allow that sexual energy to become a magnet within your life. So if you liked this podcast, please, please do um, leave a rating or a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Please do share on social media or forward it on to friends that you think would love this um, conversation with Pussy too. And of course, as always, if you're not following me on Instagram, please come and follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm growing a really beautiful family of sexually empowered pussy pals and my Instagram handle is grace underscore 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 hazel and if you don't have Instagram no worries um, please do pop onto my website which is www.grace-hazel.com and that will tell you all about the events that I'm running Um, one-to-one sessions that I offer um, with women and so so much more so I will end this podcast with um, an expression of leaving you with lots and lots of love whoever you are listening Um, I honor you and I honor your incoming or ongoing self-pleasure journey and I will speak to you very soon.